Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Episode one of Bagels and Locks, a sports betting podcast for your typical terrible sports bettors. My name is Chase Midorski. With me is my co-host and the brainchild behind this podcast, David Santola. And before I let him explain the concept of the podcast itself, if you couldn't pick up on it, it is Bagels and Locks. Locks spelled L-O-C-K-S because these are our locks of the week and the bagels is because we're Jewish. So, all that said, I will throw this over to Dave, who I believe is making his first appearance on a podcast with this. Uh, so, Dave, glad to be doing this with you, first of all. And uh, second, welcome to the podcast game. Hey, Chase. Thanks so much. And, and thanks for uh, really obviously explaining the joke there. Um, but, no, I appreciate it. This is, uh, this is my, my podcast virginity being lost. I'm really excited about it. Um, so, yeah, just to uh, you know, explain to you a little bit about the concept here. So, you know, Chase and I have been buddies for a while and we're kind of thinking, you know, we're talking a lot about who's the better sports better. And we said, you know, fuck it. Let's just uh, let's just place some bets and, and make this a little competition. So the idea here is for, um, you know, for a whole year, Chase and I are each going to come up with five bets that we like. So, uh, you know, it could be it could be a spread bet or it could be money line. And the deal is that if you take a favorite somewhere else, you have to take a kind of similar underdog. Um, five bets every single week. And then at the end of the year, we'll tally it up. We'll figure out who's been the better, better overall. And the loser will have to do something terrible that um, we are not disclosing at this time, but um, you can, uh, you can, you can bet that it's not going to be fun for the loser. So we're engaged. We're, uh, we're ready to make our picks. Um, So I'm going to start with my first pick. I'll say one thing Chase. about the punish. I'll say one thing about the punishment real quick. Like we said, we're doing this for a year. So as you listen to us, if you have my contacts or David's contact, which I had to think if you're listening to this in the first place, you have our contact info. And that's half the reason I explained the joke, because this is probably going to be mostly our friends listening to this. And uh, some of our friends are really dumb. And you literally do need to spell things out for them like we just did. Uh, we'll be doing the same thing with every bet. Uh, but if you have some ideas of how you want to screw with us or make one of us punish the other, let us know. We got a year to figure this out. Anyway, yeah, we got to with the first pick in the show. No, no, no. um, I appreciate the color. Um, and, and, you know, before everything, I think I'll introduce myself, you know, Chase is, a obviously a wealth of sports knowledge and a, and a podcast pro. Um, but as, as far as sports betting goes, he's, he's much, much less impressive as a sports better. Um, so if you're listening to this for pick ideas, um, you know, I, I would say, listen to my picks. I think the numbers will speak for themselves, but um, you know, Chase is the bagel and I'm the lock. You know what I mean? So I'm I just want to get that out there. I'm the first one to admit that for someone who religiously follows sports as much as I do, specifically baseball, I am remarkably terrible betting on it. Yep. Yeah. And you know, my track record isn't, uh, isn't so great either, but I promise you that this year is different. This is our Sorry. year. <laughs> this is this is this is our year. Our picks are going to be right. You know, somebody somebody said to me once that um, 
you know, someone somewhere is going to hit every single one of their bets in a given week or a given month. And you know why? Why can't that be us? Why can't that be me? I think it's going to be me. It's like in Superbad. We could be those guys. Yeah, we, we could be those guys that, that make money in betting sports. Um, sorry, my first my first lock, the first the first bet I'm going to win um, is I'll start with college football is I like Oregon plus 14 and a half against Chase's Buckeyes. Um, you know, I, I it just feels like a big number for for the 14th ranked team in the country playing Oregon state, you know, I, I get it. You know, they're, I'm sorry. Um, Ohio state, you know, I, I get it. Um, Oregon is they're you know, they, they got a lot to prove and, and Ohio state's got this, this, um, I don't know, this, this five-star Alabama pedigree, but I, I don't know. It just feels like too big a number for me. I like the points there. Chase your thoughts. So this is an interesting one to pick right off the bat. Um, Ohio State looked good, not great against Minnesota last week. They won 35-21 on uh, Big Ten opener Thursday. I will say Ohio State is only my team when UCLA is bad. And coming off of the win against LSU at the Rose Bowl, you bet your ass we're back and we're good. So I will be betting on UCLA in the coming weeks. We're off this week. Uh, Oregon, the flip side. You know, one of the teams that will be ranked in the Pac-12, I think, throughout the year. Uh, They did struggle last week with Fresno State at home, winning 31-24. But to me, Fresno State is one of the perpetually underrated programs in college football, all of which is a roundabout way of saying, uh, I do think Oregon covers here. I think this is a good game. I don't think Ohio State is really going to hit its stride offensively until the middle of the season. And Mario Cristobal, the Oregon coach, specializes in defense. C.J. Stroud looked great in week one, but he is still a first-year quarterback. Uh, so give me Oregon plus 14 and a half. I agree with you. I appreciate it. I'm going to go with a battle in the state of Iowa. The rivalry itself has a name. I just don't know what it is. Uh, and that's Iowa plus four and a half visiting Iowa state. I would also take this game money line, to be honest. I do think Iowa's going to win outright. Uh, but for now, take the points when you can get it. It is two ranked teams. Uh, Iowa last week at home, they were favored by two points against Indiana. Indiana was the Ted Lasso of the football world, these plucky upstarts, and they kicked the shit out of them. They won 34-6. Iowa's won eight straight games dating back to last year. Iowa State last year at home only won 16-10 against Northern Iowa. Didn't take care of business. I like the Hawkeyes to keep rolling towards a Big Ten title game matchup against Ohio State. So uh, uh, Ohio, Iowa State, they're, they're the favorites. I'm sorry, they're the dogs. Iowa State's minus four and a half at home. I'm taking Iowa plus four and a half at Iowa State. That's the game I feel better about more so than any game this week. I'm trusting Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa staff. Wow. Game day in town, and you're taking the away favorite. I don't know about that one. I don't don't know know much about the state of Iowa. To be honest with you. Is it definitely not in Columbus for Ohio State, Oregon? No, they're going to Iowa. What a big month for the Iowa economy between this and the Field of Dreams game. That's true. This might be the biggest month ever for the Iowa economy. It's not saying a lot, but but all right, yeah. I don't I don't like it. I don't like I don't like the 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 away favorite with game day. I don't know. Feel, feels like it's it's the Big Twelve. Um, all right. So my next pick, I'm gonna do four NFL picks now because I don't know. It's not a great week in college football. I was going to, I wanted to take Clemson spread. I didn't care if it was a million, the spread's not even on the board. You can't even bet that game. They're playing like South Carolina state. So, so I'm going to do four NFL teams. 
Um, my first pick is I like Pittsburgh plus six and a half at Buffalo. It feels like big number, you know, Pittsburgh, they were like 10 and 0 to start the year last year. Um, I, you know, I think that defensively they're still strong. Um, offensively, I think they'll have enough to get the job done. You know, they still have some weapons. Um, I don't know. Six and a half just felt like a big number. I feel like Bill's getting a lot of hype after a good year last year. Uh, I, I like the pick. That game's in Buffalo, you said? That game is in Buffalo. <sighs> that spread scares me because I agree with your assessment of the Steelers. Uh, this team did start 10-11-0 last year. Big Ben's healthy. You know, you brought in Nijay Harris. You brought in the stud running back from Alabama. Now at least you have a running game, period, uh, which they very much did not have last year in the absence of James Conner. Buffalo at home was pretty tough all year. I think if I was going to touch this game, I would take the under. Week one, I think both teams have that grit factor. Uh, maybe I just think of Josh Allen and Big Ben in that regard, just guys who are going to stay in the pocket and get hit. Uh, but if I was going to pick the spread on that one, I would take Pittsburgh plus six and a half as well. Football game, NFL, uh, I from here have. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. The, the under on that is 49. I like the under in that. Both teams. I think I love that. You show up. I, I think I love that. I mean, this this screams like 21-17 rock fight. I think I like the under. I, I Not as much as I like the Steelers, but I think I, I agree with you on the under. So from here, I'm going to go one more college football, two NFL, and an MLB future. Uh, I'll stick with college football and wrap that up for me. I'm going to go Rutgers minus two at Syracuse. I don't really have a whole lot of analysis on this, to be honest, other than Greg Schiano at Rutgers in his two years, they've beaten the teams that they're supposed to beat. And this is going back to when Schiano was at Rutgers in the 2000s and we were growing up. Uh, and the Syracuse football program since that 10 win year a couple of years ago uh, really has just come up short. I think Dino Bobbers is on the way out. So again, don't have a lot of analysis, but in the Big Ten ACC matchup, give me the Big Ten team, Rutgers minus two. I love that one. Uh, I'm, I'm a Rutgers guy. We're, we're Jersey guys and Syracuse, they big suck this year. So, I mean, I think it's a slam dunk. I didn't even, I didn't even see that on the board, but I would have picked that as well. I like it a lot. Is that, is that, is that in? That is at, at Rutgers? Carrier Dome. At the Carrier Dome. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it matters, honestly. Which I was going to say, I mean, again, I feel like any Q's fans we knew, they got too drunk to go to the game. And I don't know if any fans are dying to go to the Rutgers game on what's supposed to be a nice weather Saturday. Yeah, you know, I I don't think that's fair. I think the Scarlet Knights turn out. I agree. Nobody wants to go to a Syracuse football game. They, they're they're going to be worse than ever this year. It's going to be empty. It's not going to matter. Uh, all right. I, I'm sticking with the NFL. Again, four NFL picks, week one. Um, I like another spread. I like Seattle minus two and a half in Indianapolis. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm thinking back to the beginning of last year. And the, this offense was like unstoppable. And then the defense came around and the offense slowed down a little bit. They had a new offensive coordinator from, I think he comes out of the Rams. Rams QB coach. The Rams QB coach. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. In Indianapolis, I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of them. And it's only two and a half points. It just feels like, it feels like this is a, a 10 point game and it's, you know, not, never a close game the whole time. And uh, the Hawks and Russ, they, they just coast right to an easy one. 
So this is going to be the first game in our podcast history that we're going to pick the same game. Uh, but I actually have it at Seahawks minus three over on my book. Um, but nonetheless, I'm still confident with that half point. Uh, you argued it more from the Seahawks side. I think with the Seahawks, you know exactly what you're going to get at this point, especially earlier in the, early in the season. Um, they're going to let Russ cook for like six weeks. Everyone's going to say Russ is going to win the MVP. It's going to have like a two, three interception game around week eight. They're going to run the ball again. Analytics community loses their fucking minds. I'm yeah. taking this game mostly though, because I don't trust the Colts. Um, Carson Wentz, not vaccinated. Quinton Nelson was also hurt during camp and was also on the COVID list. For me, this ultimately just comes down to, you have a new quarterback, uh, relatively new system that he's playing in. You know, there's some carryover from when he played with Frank Reich, but it's not apples to apples with what he did in Philly. I just don't think this O-line and the quarterback have had enough time to gel, given that the Seahawks defense has been together for so long. Um, I agree with you. I, I think the Seahawks are going to win this game by eight or nine points. So you, you, you pointed out Carson Wentz's vaccination status. Is, is your, are you betting that he's going to get COVID and he's going to be out? No, is that I'm, your bet? Saying, I'm saying because he, <laughs> because again, if he was vaccinated, and this is going to play into one of my picks later on too. If he was vaccinated, he got put on the COVID list during, um, during the preseason. It's no big deal. It's, you know, you're back in a couple of days, but if you don't have the vaccine, it's this whole drawn out thing. And that's what we've seen with Wentz on top of his foot injury. Um, I don't know. I, I just think when we saw Carson Wentz last, he wasn't playing well. And now he's with the new team without T.Y. Hilton for what it's worth. I, I just think the Colts offense is going to be meh in this one. Let, let it be known to, to all that are listening that if Carson Wentz gets COVID, it will be, it will be Chase's fault. Yeah. Spoke yeah. it into existence. I was going to say, it'll be my fault, not, not his fault for believing <laughs> in science and modern medicine. That's a separate conversation. Go to your next pick. That's a different podcast. Um, okay. So we had the same one on that. I really hate that. Um, okay. So then my next one is going to be Kansas city minus six and a half at home versus the Cleveland Browns. That feels too low. That feels too low. Cleveland is, I mean, they're going to be fine this year. I don't think they're going to like break any records. And I think Kansas City, they're going to blow a lot of teams out this year. And week one at home, coming off a Super Bowl loss, the Cleveland Browns feel like one of those teams that they're just going to blow out. They're not going to stop them all game. They're going to get enough stops. They're going to win by like three touchdowns. I think this line is very much predicated on the playoff matchup between the Chiefs and the Browns last year, where the Browns were ended up until the very end of the game. I think that the Chiefs won that game by you know five to six points, somewhere in that ballpark. I think, look, ultimately, you look back at that game, the Browns were at almost 100%, and on the Chiefs' side, Mahomes was battling the turf toe. Then he was concussed. Their own line was banged up. I really like this new revamped Chiefs offensive line. I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be a much bigger part of the offense this year. I don't think they'll blow out the Browns, uh, but I see this being a 10 or so point game at home. Like you said, they're going to be hungry coming off that Super Bowl loss, and I think Mahomes is going to run wild. I think they're going to fucking kill him. I, I may adjust this line up to 14. That would be the big money, big value bet of the week. That's my big, dumb Dave bet of the week is adjust that line as far as they'll let you. So I'm going to go with mine. And uh, I think this line was also impacted on some level by an unvaccinated quarterback. Uh, and that's Vikings minus three at the Bengals. Look, I know say what you want about Kirk Cousins, but 
the guy at least puts up numbers every year. It's not pretty, but at the end of the year, he will always have around 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, completion percentage in the 63 to 67% range. I just think ultimately this is arguably the best receiver duo in the NFL, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. They got a healthy Dalvin Cook. Irv Smith uh, getting hurt kind of takes a shine off, but I think the defense is retooled. And ultimately, Joe Burrow, the ACLs looked a little bit shaky. hasn't looked super confident this camp. Jamar Chase is dropping passes left and right. And honestly, I just think Gary Kubiak, not Gary Kubiak, um, I'm drawing a total blank on who they're, Ron Zimmer, uh, I think can just outcoach, or Mike Zimmer. I just combined Don Zimmer and Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is that coach of Mike. <laughs> I just don't think Zach Taylor is a good head coach. I'll take Mike, I'll take Mike Zimmer's defensive schemes over Zach Taylor's offensive schemes. Burrow first game coming back. I think this line is way too low. And as much as it pains me to take a Minnesota sports team, I would hammer the Vikings here. What are you taking them? You're taking that money line or are you taking minus, the, I would the say spread? minus three. And that's a game I would feel comfortable going up to minus six, minus seven on. Yeah, I, I damn, I hate that we keep agreeing. It's uh, it's not fun, but I agree. Like the Vikings are gonna be fine this year, and the Bengals are probably gonna suck again, especially week one. Burrow hasn't played in what like nine months. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um okay, I think this is my last pick. Yeah, this is five. This is five. This is where I bust out the baseball knowledge on my end. Uh yeah, I, I'm gonna stay away from from that because I won't I can't fight you there. Um, so, okay. So I took, uh, sorry. So I'm taking, I got one last spread. So I'm taking, this one feels like a no brainer to me. I'm taking Miami plus three. I don't understand why they're not the favorites. Um, I mean, Mac Jones has never played in the NFL. He's, he wasn't even supposed to be playing in the NFL a year ago. He's like, yeah, I don't know that, that they were bad last year. They're seven and nine. They're getting a little bit of help back on, on defense. And they signed all of those like low middle tier tight ends and receivers. Um, I don't know. Like the, the Dolphins were good last year. They were 10 and six Tua can play. He's just got to figure it out. Like this, this just seems to me like the Dolphins should be the favorites, even in a away game or at least a pick them. So I like that line a lot. That, that's, that, that's my favorite pick of the week, even more than the chiefs. I would like the Pats if this was minus one, minus one and a half for a lot of the reasons you outlined. I just think ultimately Belichick's going to, Belichick's going to make life impossible for two. I think, I think not having Will Fuller this week is big. I agree with everything you said on Mac Jones. I think they'll lean heavily with Damian Harris. Um, I, I could see, I think the Patriots will win this game, but I could very easily see it being a three or less point game and coming down to the very wire. I think it's going to be very similar to the Steelers bills game. I think it's going to just be a lot of pounding the rock, a lot of defense, given that Flores is the defensive was a defensive minded coach from the Belichick coaching tree. Yeah. Before I fight with you, um, the, the, the line here is 43 and a half. So I think Vegas agrees with you. That feels stupid low. I don't even know if that I'd be comfortable taking that under because that just feels low. It's low for any NFL game. It just feels low. I mean, I, I think everybody agrees, like, these offenses are kind of going to suck this year, just like they did last year. Um, I don't know. It just seems like you got Mac Jones, you got Dolphins defense that was super good last year, basically the reason that they were 10-6 and six or whatever they were. Like, eh, I don't know. How, how are they going to score any points? just seems to me like like they're, nev- they're nev- never going to score enough points to win this game, even if Tua sucks. It's just they're not going to score enough. 
Don't, um, don't count out the Patriots now that they have two tight ends again, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. I'm not saying it's Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, but when they have two tight ends, you can catch the ball. That was when the Josh McDaniels offense was the most successful. Yeah, but there was Tom Brady. Like, it's just a different world now. Well, they say Mac Jones is the next Tom Brady. I don't say no that. No one says that. No, no one, no one has ever said that. A lot of people were doing the white quarterback comparisons there. Um, yeah, they weren't my, saying it about Cam. No, they definitely don't say that about Cam. Cam is too physically fit and uh, too much of a physical freak to get the Tom Brady comparison. In this case, it was meant as a negative a little bit towards Mac Jones and his physique as well. <laughs> Coming out of Alabama. My last pick is going to be a futures bet. Uh, baseball season's winding down, but Max Scherzer is somehow still not the NL Cy Young favorite as teammate Walker Bueller is. So far with the Dodgers in seven starts, he's 5-0, 105 ERA. He has 63 strikeouts against five walks and 43 innings. His case per nine is 13.2. It's going to be in the spotlight down the stretch as the Dodgers fight the Giants for the division crown. Uh, so far on the year as a whole, it leads the National League in ERA, whip, hits per nine, and Ks per nine. I think in a year where there's not going to be a slam dunk favorite, you'll give it to the veteran who everybody knows. And that's why I think Max Scherzer joins an elusive club, fifth pitcher ever to win four Cy Youngs. So this is where I, I betray my lack of knowledge on this. So what, what about Wheeler? I thought Wheeler was the guy. Uh, Wheeler, if you, you know, if you were following along on our other pod, the underdog, underdog sports baseball show, Wheeler was my guy for a while. And he just had a couple starts there where he's been good and consistent, but Bueller, Scherzer, all three of the Brewers pitchers, Woods, Burn, uh, Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta have just all been so good that even though Wheeler's leading the NL in strikeouts, if his ERA is around three, which right now it's in the high twos, I, I just don't think that's going to cut it given some of the pitchers in the NL this year. But Wheeler's so where, where, are the, where are the lines for these guys? It's, it's Bueller as the favorite and then Scherzer at two and Wheeler at three, or is, is Wheeler between them? Let me take a quick look real quick. If I had to guess offhand, though, Corbin Burns would be three, Wheeler four. Wow. He was the favorite last I heard. He was the favorite for a while. I for I never pulled the trigger on it. So right now it's Bueller, Scherzer, Corbin Burns at plus 350, and then Wheeler and Brandon Woodruff at plus 700. What do you get Scherzer at? Plus 260. Uh, so that's this. You don't get you don't get as good odds as I as I would have thought of him not even being the favorite. I mean, plus two sixty is pretty solid for for context in the American League. Oh, for anyone watching the Yankee game, Vlad Guerrero Jr. just hit his forty second home run of the year uh, off of a roll. This wow. Chapman, who officially has no confidence in his fastball, Dave. I'm sure you're glad to hear me say this. The Yankees are in free fall mode. Not ideal. Yeah, it, it, nobody else can see me, but I'm smiling. Yeah, the 13 game winning streak was a, literally a week and a half ago and it feels like it was a year ago uh such is life i guess my october might be a little bit more open than i thought it would uh for context in the american league the guy who has the second best odds is robbie ray at plus 150 so scherzer at plus 260 all things considered is pretty decent value fair enough fair enough again i, I don't i don't know enough about uh about what's going on in the mlb to really fight you on that so i'll let that one sit um so, all right those are all our picks for this week, but I'll ask you this. What sport yeah, are you looking forward to most uh, in the next week? Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's got to be the U.S. Open, right? I mean, tennis is back. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, it, you know, I'm looking forward to Sunday. I, you know, I'm looking forward to, like, 10 football games in the span of eight hours. 
you know, the, the only good part of summer ending is like that Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that, getting back to, to NFL football. As much as I want to say NFL football, A, I don't think the Giants are going to win Sunday against Denver. I think that D is going to uh, put the playoffs on DJ. But B, I'm going to have to go with I will be at City Field Saturday uh, for the 20th anniversary of 9-11, Yanks and Mets, Subway Series. Uh, the Mets have some pretty incredible tributes planned, including Joe Torrey throwing out the first pitch to Bobby Valentine. Uh, so it'll be an emotional night. But if there's any team that the Yankees could write the ship against, it's the Mets. And I'm sure Mets fans are saying the same thing about the Yankees right now. Yeah, you know, it seems like every time you guys start to suck, we start to get good and vice versa. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're playing pretty decent baseball right now. I'm, I'm feeling feeling okay. All right. So, All right. on that note, any concluding thoughts, life thoughts, sports thoughts, betting thoughts for this week's show before we sign off for the first time? No, no. I just uh, just, just thanks to everybody who listened, if, if anyone listens. And, um yeah, this is Bagels and Locks. I gave you uh, five picks that are guaranteed to make you money. That's sound investments in, um, you know, athletic wager. You know, if you're if you're looking to diversify your your portfolio, I think athletic wagers is a good a good avenue. And I just gave you you know some sound investments. So yeah, stay tuned. There's uh, more to come. Football Sunday. Get your bagels. Get your locks. Get your friends. Have some fun. Let's get weird this season. With David Santola, my name is Chase Medorsky, and this is the Bagels and Locks podcast.